0: Jesus spoke to the crowds about the kingdom of God, and he healed those who needed to be cured. As the day was drawing to a close, the twelve approached him and said, Dismiss the crowd so that they can go to the surrounding villages and farms and find lodgings and provisions, for we are in a deserted place here. He said to them, Give them some food yourselves. They replied, Five loaves and two fish are all that we have, unless we ourselves go and buy food for all these people. Now the men there numbered about 5,000. Then he said to his disciples, Have them sit down in groups of about 50. They did so and made them all sit down. Then taking the five loaves and the two fish and looking up to heaven, he said the blessing over them, broke them, and gave them to the disciples and set before the crowd. They all ate and were satisfied. And when the leftover fragments were picked up, they filled 12 wicker baskets. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus. One of the funny things about being a human is that no matter what, we're never satisfied. We're always hungry. Now, certain moments we might be satisfied, right? After having a a nice Thanksgiving meal... We might be satisfied and full and not want to even think about food for, you know, the next couple, the next week. But yet, what do you know? The next day comes and we're hungry again. It's a reality that we live with, that there's always, we always want more. Now, this happens physically, but it also happens emotionally, psychologically, and spiritually as well. We always want more, right? We always want more success. If we've had some success, well, well, more's got to be better, right? And then we think about money as well, right? We just want a little bit more money just to be, you know, settled. And then we just want a little bit more, right? A little bit more. If this much is good, then more has got to be even better. But it's funny is that often spiritually, we don't see it that way. Spiritually, we're just like, well, what's the bare necessity, right? What do I really need? Well, I'll be just fine, right? We don't always notice the consequences right away. But just like we are physically hungry, we're spiritually hungry. And we recognize that within the world, that the world is not being fed spiritually. And so it's very much, uh, I feel like, a similar situation that Jesus talks about today. Jesus is out teaching and and curing, and then the day draws to an end, and, and they acknowledge that they're in a deserted place. Deserted place without an abundance of food there. And the people are hungry, right? They're hungry spiritually and in this case also physically. And it's a deserted place. And for us, when we're spiritually hungry, we can seek for it in many distorted ways. And what would we call that? We would call that sin, right? Where we try to fill up certain parts of us that are meant to be filled up by God, but instead we seek it out in other ways. That's sin, right? Where we turn away from God and we say, well, God, I know that you have my good in mind, but I don't really trust you right now. Instead, I'm going to pursue these other things. And so how do we help ourselves, help the world, help ourselves to be satisfied, to live in a satisfied state. Well, the unfortunate thing is that, unfortunately, we'll never be able to be fully satisfied, even spiritually, even if we do all of the right things. uh, We see it within the saints that even though that the saints lived perfect lives, they still weren't fully spiritually satisfied. And why? Well, because we're living here on earth. And so we're not fully satisfied. We'll always be longing to a certain degree for God and to be fully united with him, which only can happen in heaven, okay? But that doesn't mean that we can't be satisfied to a degree. It's like, um, again, I think eating food is a good example. You can be satisfied and content with food even though that you know that you're going to be hungry in another, you know, six hours. That doesn't mean that it, it wasn't helpful in the moment, Right? which is very different than just not eating, and say, well, I'm going to be hungry later, so I might as well not eat. No, eat now even though that you know that you're going to be hungry again. And the same way spiritually. And that's the reason why just coming to Mass once isn't good enough. Why just praying once in a day isn't good enough because we need to keep on eating to be satisfied. Well, Jesus today feeds the 5,000 through this beautiful miracle of the apostles just giving... Five loaves and two fish. They don't give enough to feed the 5,000. And a lot of the times, we don't give enough to feed our soul. But if we unite it to Jesus Christ, he transforms it into something that, as he says at the end, right? they sat down, they ate. He he looked up. He blessed it. They sat down, they ate, and were satisfied. And there was even extra left over after. Why? Why? Well, it wasn't because the apostles gave such a great gift, right? Oh, five loaves and two fish. They were really generous with that. But no, it was because they, you, they gave it to Jesus. And that through the work of the Holy Spirit, this miracle took place. Right? And similarly, God wants to do the same thing in our life. He wants to satisfy us spiritually. And so that's the reason why he gave us the church. That's the reason why he's given us the Mass. And most especially within that, the Eucharist. We talk about the Eucharist being the source and summit of our faith. It is. If the Eucharist is Jesus Christ, it is the source and summit of our faith. We can't get anything higher, right? There's no better prayer, but also everything in our life and our spiritual life flows from the Eucharist, which includes both the Mass and, again, the reception of the Eucharist. So how do we make uh, it more satisfying? Well, Again, I'll give uh, one last thing to just that we are hungry. Um, I unfortunately hear it on occasion. I'm sure you've probably heard it well it, 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 that certain people have left uh, the church, left Catholicism, right? Stop going to mass. And what, uh, one of the common phrases, one of the common reasons why is because they say, well, I just wasn't satisfied. Right? I went there and I prayed and I still felt empty. You know, and I found uh, satisfaction or kind of being filled at another parish. Or another church even, right? Well, I, I feel closer to Jesus in this type of other prayer. I would just say, I, I'm always really sad to hear that because there's such an amazing gift here. And what was lacking was not Jesus' presence. It's often our participation in it, right? And so maybe you yourself come here and you don't feel satisfied when you leave. Well, I, again, I would encourage you not to blame Jesus, right? Don't blame the church. Don't blame the mass. Sometimes if if you're not engaging at all, right, it's not surprising that you don't get anything out of it, right? And it's not meant to be here to be entertained. The the mass is not judged on whether it's a good homily or not. It's judged on how we engage and pray and join ourselves to Jesus Christ in the Eucharist. So I'll give you one story uh, from my own life in the way that uh, this has worked beautifully. Now, I, I grew up Catholic, right? I grew up going to Mass, and I hated going to Mass. And I didn't really engage ever. And you know what? I didn't get much out of Mass, ever. Um, but when I went to college, uh, I went to the United States Naval Academy in Annapolis, and uh, the Plebe Summer is kind of a, a boot camp type uh, deal, which was difficult. But then after getting out of that, you don't really get out of that. Then you start the academic year and as a freshman, you're just, you're a plebe and you're just, everybody treats you like crap and you're kind of hazed, although they don't call it hazing, Uh, but there's a type of, you know, kind of pressure and everything else and extra obligations and there's certain rules. I couldn't listen to music or watch movies or take naps. And I felt like I wasn't really treated as a human being most of the time right? And so often in that higher pressure, if you've ever experienced it, I'm sure all of you have, when there's a lot of obligations and pressures and all these things on you, it's often not the happiest time of your life, right? And so that first freshman year was really difficult. It had just so many different obligations. And so one of the days, uh, one of the priests who was there, uh, Bishop Mum, who was actually a chaplain, now he's He's the bishop, our auxiliary bishop of the Archdiocese for Military Services. And he actually mentioned that there was daily mass. And so I was like, hey, why not? And so I actually started going to daily mass partly to get out of the environment of everything else. <laughs> I just went to get away, to feel like a human being for a little bit. And, and actually, quite honestly, quite often just to close my eyes and take a little nap. Okay, So it wasn't because I was going for such great holy reasons or going to pray. But I was showing up, and at certain times, I was making a sacrifice to go. One of the days, a few months in, I was walking out of mass, and I was going to a class, I was going to class like normal, and I noticed that I was grinning ear to ear, just a giant grin on my face, and it was one of these moments of just kind of out of body, like, wait, why am I smiling right now? Because again, it it was not the happiest year of my life, okay? And, uh... And I just noticed I was smiling. I was like, well, what did I do differently today? And there wasn't anything different about my morning. You know, it was a normal crappy plebe year freshman grind. And I was going to a class that I didn't like. I was like, well, why am I smiling? And just as soon as I kind of ruled out those other things, it clicked, and I just was very clear that I was smiling, I was I was satisfied, I was joyful because I received Jesus in the Eucharist. Now, at that point in my life, I did not understand what that meant. I even though that I grew up Catholic, I, would not, I did not believe in the Eucharist that the Eucharist was the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus Christ. I would not have been able to say that, nor did I really believe that, and I didn't really think that. But yet God gave me a specific moment in that to realize that there was something more going on at Mass than just an opportunity to take a nap. There was something more there. There was something that actually gave, that actually could satisfy my desires in life. I realized that I was hungry, right? I was pursuing, uh, part of the reason why I went to the Naval Academy wasn't because I wanted to serve the country, it was because I, I wanted to go to a good college so that I could get a good job and make good money, right? And be successful in life. And that's what I thought would be ha- make my happiness. But as I started to look around at the people who were successful, who had a lot of money, they weren't the happiest people that I had met. They didn't necessarily have great lives. And it started to kind of challenge me of what am I pursuing in life? What is happiness? How can I be satisfied? And as I looked at it, Jesus Christ opened himself up and again invited me to to find out more. To be able to be satisfied in the way that he desires to feed us. And he desires to feed us greatly. He desires to give, to feed our hungry in this deserted place that we live. This difficult life that, that is full of sin and full of, of meaningless and purposelessness, right? We see increase in anxiety and depression in general. Well, why I think it's because it's not all. (laughs) Certainly even a person of God who prays is going to at times experience anxiety and maybe even depression, right? But I can be very clear, right? One of the biggest problems is that people don't have a purpose and meaning because they don't know why they're here. We don't have to worry about that, right? We know why we're here because God loves us because he wants us to be with him. And how do we know that? Well, we know that because Jesus Christ came and became man and he suffered and died for us and gave us the sacraments so that we might continue to be with him. And most especially, one of the greatest sacraments, which is the sacrament of the Eucharist. Jesus Christ comes present. And we offer the smallest amount, right? One hour a week, one hour of week at the bare minimum, God asks. And yet sometimes we're like, well, uh, we'd prefer not to. You know, there's better things to do. And what I would again question you is, what are you truly hungry for? There are many things in this world which say, hey, if you do this, then you'll be happy. Then you'll be satisfied, right? If you watch this TV show, if you go to Disneyland, then your life will be complete. And going to Mass on a weekly basis is difficult because it's like, well, I've already been to Mass and my life is still difficult. But I would say to you that life without Mass, life without God, is so much more difficult. Right? That we need to continue to be fed, just like we need to eat every single day. We need to pray and we need to come to Mass every single week to unite ourselves to Jesus Christ. And I say unite ourselves to Jesus Christ because there's more ways than just receiving the Eucharist. Receiving the Eucharist is one part of Mass, which is an incredibly important part of Mass, but it's not the only part. We need to get the other parts right as well, because otherwise we won't feel fed. I received the Eucharist for most of my life, and yet I never, you know, necessarily felt like as if I received him or really was spiritually fed. Well, why? Because I wasn't really engaging, right? Now, what ways do we engage? Well, we engage in prayer. One of the best times of Mass is when the altar is prepared after the intercessions to unite your prayers to the Holy Sacrifice, right? One of the the reasons why we collect money during that time is not because you're all here and it's in the middle and so we can get you, right? It's because you unite your sacrifice of money, of prayer, of everything to the sacrifice of the bread and wine, which is a simple sacrifice, right? Bread and wine, it's so small. It's like five loaves and two fish. It really doesn't do enough in the grand scheme of things. But Through the working of the Holy Spirit, the gift is multiplied and transformed into something that's not just ordinary bread and wine, but becomes Jesus Christ fully present. That this sacrifice here is something that allows us to unite ourselves to Jesus Christ in a way that no other prayer, no other time, no other place allows us to do. And then the great gift of being able to receive Jesus Christ. To be able to come up and say, I believe. I want to strengthen my faith and I believe in Jesus Christ. I believe in the sacraments that he's given us, the church that he's given us to guide. And so as I say, or the extraordinary minister of Holy Communion says, the body of Christ, we're able to say and assert our faith and trust and to fill that longing and desire for us. In the world... The hunger that we have often necessitates a requirement for us to be able to take in and to hoard and receive, right? Well, spiritual is often on its head. And actually, the spiritual response to spiritual hunger is not to just sit here and to try to consume more and judge the mass just on what you receive, maybe through the homily or or what you specifically receive. But the spiritual is actually turned upside down. The way that we fill ourselves spiritually is, in fact, by giving our life away. Now, that's counterintuitive. But if you want the Mass to be something that fills you spiritually, you need to give of your life into it. You need to give that small gift of bread and wine, the small gift of the five loaves and two fish, and then God transforms it. And so let us allow this Eucharist, this amazing gift that Jesus Christ has given us, the greatest gift, the source and summit of our faith, to be that thing which feeds us. We're all hungry. Yes. Let us come here to Jesus Christ to be filled. in the only way that we can truly be filled spiritually for our soul in the way that we've been made.